Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, FinTech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the FinTech Five. So wait a minute. I love to do. So you, you set up an event focused yeah. on insurance. Yeah, it's called, yeah, the Digital Insurance Agenda. DIA. If you yeah. check, check out DIA Amsterdam, you'll find it. And you have, what, and, uh, you said about yeah, 700 it, coming? Uh, sorry? You said you have about 700 attendees coming? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's from all over uh, the world. So we're, as we speak, we're putting sort of final touches on all the introductions. I'm doing a lot of the hosting on stage. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, the good so, news is I was already recording, so we can start there because <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. What's 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 the website's name? Uh, the website is, yeah, we have, we, we, we kicked off with a name, which was wrong, which is always a bit of a problem because we moved it from Barcelona and we decided once we'd done it to move it around. So it's basically the website now is www.digitalinsuranceagenda.com. All right. So you moved it from Barcelona to Amsterdam. Yeah, and we're going to probably take it next year to another place. Okay. I, I like Barcelona. I love Amsterdam. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but Barcelona is pretty nice. It was lovely. But we you'll see we tried to also do it in uh, sort of authentic and a bit historical buildings with a message. And yeah. uh, so we had a beautiful old sort of style church in Barcelona. But that was maxing out on 500. And we saw that we were getting more. So we're now going to an old industrial complex in Amsterdam. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you an obvious question, but let you fill the space here. Why is insurance so hot right now when it comes to insure tech? I think insurance is hot because it was it's the latest thing. Um, insurance in the industry as a whole moves slower than banking for all the very obvious reasons. The contracts are more, you know, longer term changes are slower. Basically, when everybody started around fintech, it, first everything was payment wallets. Then it was all around risk. Then it was all around uh, wallets to sort of optimize your personal financial portfolio. Now it's all about robos. And I think InsurTech just latched on later. But if you look at when bankers went on the internet and insurers got a bit late there later, and so we just felt that although a lot of the retail challenges at the forefront are the same, like customer traction, churn, et cetera, and marketing and sales, um, a few things are very different in insurance than they are in banking. Those issues are only now sort of being addressed. Yeah, I'm always amazed when it comes to insurance. Just the, you know, and banking's the same way, but the volume of data that they're sitting on or have the potential to be sitting on and doing something with, and almost none of them are. No, exactly. And insurance, we figured out through, you know, don't think I had all this wisdom two years ago, is literally through doing it. Insurance has a few um, other elements to it as well. Banks have a lot of data, but it's a lot of transactional data. Mm -hmm. And insurance have a lot of data that by sheer contract requirement, they have to sit on for 50 years. If you sign up for life policy, you know, they've got to let it roll until you're gone, basically. That's one point. And then the other point is the insurance industry has very deep and long-reaching arms into the whole healthcare industry as well and the pension industry. And so you're basically linking up with two other massive ecosystems that, to be nice, have had very limited digitization. Um, and, and, and now I'm only talking about digitization. And 
you know, so, so maybe to clarify this, I think that when we started to look at digital insurance agenda, and I wrote a blog on this, I said, you know, you really have to look at if you want to come to our event um, as, as a tech player, what am I? And be honest about it, because not everybody is a disruptor. And I said, be honest. And some of us are optimizers and that's fine. You know, companies that create long manual processes and good digital output, that is an optimizer that, you know, insurers are incredibly helped with or for onboarding, for instance. Because don't forget, a lot of those insurers have gone through even more mergers and acquisitions than banks. Um, So more disparate systems. And then the second level is if you're a transformer. And I think the insurance industry at the moment needs transformers more than anything else. And the transformers are really the players that help insurance companies look at their processes. And they don't change the landscape or the ecosystem, but they can change processes in the same way that, for instance, the payment hub approach has changed all the horizontal, same, similar, same time running payment processes per product type. And I think legacy transformation, for instance, is one of the very hot items in insurtech and um, uh, transformer type insurtech firms can play a massive role there. And then you finally have disruptors who really change the business model. And I think two of the most fun things I see there um, and they're almost always to start at the front end. They start at the sort of user interface because, you know, that's where you can really disrupt. And one of them is is um, you don't ensure process like travel or your home contents, but you really pick it down to product and to sort of tiny bit level. For instance, you know, our younger generation, people like my son, 20 whatever years old, who go backpacking, they don't need a full travel insurance. They just want an insurance for accidents and they want a, a loss uh, policy for just, for instance, their PC because it's the only valuable thing they slap around. Um, and I think the other thing is that people still want to be loyal and have a sense of sharing, which is the basis of every sort of insurance. But people are no longer willing to have that sentiment towards everybody and towards the group that the insurer puts them in. For instance, if I do healthcare, I'm quite happy, you know, to be incredibly loyal and to share the burden of people who run into bad luck. But I'm not necessarily equally enthusiastic about sharing that insurance burden with people who don't do anything for their own health. And so you see insurers now, and for instance, um, We Buy More is a fantastic example from the UK, where based on a specific product and interest that you either support or you're part of, you let people themselves build new groups of customers together that share the burden of the underlying risk. And... um, so it's a combination of social and, uh, but it's also uh, social conscience. Like I definitely want to make sure that that group gets insurance too. So why don't we all get together and then we get that specific insurance organized as a group. So there's a lot happening, Sam. You know, it's hilarious. And that's why I love doing these interviews. So I came all prepared to talk about, you know, your background in marketing and what's going on with FIS and you take your pick and all the other, cause you wear a, you wear a multitude of hats. And then we go I off know, on this but little. I'll happily talk to you about exciting <laughs> stuff. This is both relevant for no, 2020 that we're doing at FIS. Yeah, no, this is absolutely perfect. So what we're going to do, yeah. I'm going to reach out to you another time and do yet another interview, <laughs> follow up with okay. you. However, 
We're well, down. For money 2020, yeah. That's I would perfect. also, what yeah. I, the one topic that I really want to talk about is is open and instant, which is sort of two industry drivers that everybody seems to attack separately. And I'm so vehemently against that. <laughs> <laughs> I just anyway, wrote that down. Ask me a question, yeah. Sam. No, definitely. I'll write that down. All right, we're down. So this is actually like the last minute, all right? And so it's going to be rapid fire questions. These will actually be the hardest questions I ask you, all right? This is just off the top of your head. This ought to be interesting with Connie. All right, you ready? Yep. Your favorite bottle of wine. Oh. Oh. That would be a dead arm from Darenberg in Australia. And it's um, a Shiraz. Um, and why it's one of my favorites, it of course, depends on the food I take. But it's it's an early wine I started drinking when I started drinking red wine. And why is it my favorite? It's because those people from Darenberg, they, first of all, they're a fantastic family, but they were very smart about this. And they said, if this, if this vine comes to fruition and he's got all these lovely grapes and all the passion flows through the veins of this vine to those grapes and that grape will produce a wonderful vine. They said, what if we cut off halfway the process, cut off a few of its arms? So the same passion will flow to less grapes. And so that's why, in my opinion, it's one of the most beautiful and powerful real Shiraz wines. I'm not saying it's the most... Um, balanced or delicate wine it's not at all it's robust but if you want to taste what a shiraz is like and you want to have you know heaven on your palate with a, a good steak and a whole pile of spinach and then that wine then you die and go to heaven oh you just answered my other question is what meal would you pair with that but you just said it so that was perfect that was you you wrapped yeah. it up you put a bow on it that was perfect all right, Connie, where's the best place for people to follow you? Would you say it's on Twitter, your blog? Where, where would you say if I wanted to keep up with what you're Probably, doing? Probably, in all fairness, on Twitter because I link yeah. it back to stuff that I write that goes to LinkedIn. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. All right, Connie, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. I'm more than welcome. And talk to you soon. I'll see you hopefully in, yeah. in Copenhagen. Won't we, Sam? Yeah. We'll, we'll go get a bottle of that, that Shiraz wine that you keep telling me about. Try oh, to find let's, one. Let's, let's share a steak. <laughs> Absolutely. <Perfect>. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye.